you know what? We'll start with this. Neither of us knows how to read a calendar. I don't know if you if you caught that. We we last week talked a lot about the Ultimate Fighter coming back as if it was not. I know, right? Well, today when this episode <laughs> drops, but but uh, you know tomorrow when we record it. So no, I'm so disappointed, yeah. man. Well, good good work by us. Hey, Rough and Draft Kings. That's Rough Brought Draft to you Kings. by the Pretty Neat Podcast. The, this segment of the Rough Draft Kings was sponsored by ESPN Plus, as a matter of fact. Yeah, ESPN Minus. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that is right. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Yeah. It's like that, y'all. It's time for the Pretty Neat it's Podcast. Like you can't penalize our excitement you can't you really can't and everything that i've been seeing leading up to it too all of the like behind the scenes and tough over the years, the past 20 years, all that stuff is really dope. It also just reminds me how much of a fan of Forrest Griffin I am. Oh, okay. well, who isn't? I, Jim Carrey, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe Rich Franklin, same reason. <laughs> Jim Carrey, come on the Pretty Neat Podcast. <laughs> yes. No, For, Forrest Griffin is just, I want to work for Forrest Griffin. Okay, tell me he why. Just, he just seems like he would be the coolest boss. He, I, I think he does something in terms of fighter relations with UFC, if I'm not mistaken. Like he's the, basically head of fighter relations, correct? Something uh, like with a quick call up the Googs. A quick parsing of his Wikipedia page, it doesn't say. <laughs> well, regardless, he just seems like the type of guy who can communicate not only what he wants in a situation, but can also understand other people's Mm -hmm. requirements for whatever the trade might be. Like he just seems like a good guy to do business with. And as like a, as like a leader, he kind of has that personality that I'm drawn to. Okay. Do you know my theory on professional athletes' names? I don't know this theory amongst so many of your others, Dom. But I want, let's go. Let's go. The Dom Dome is open. What? Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm just uh, What's your theory? I want to know your theory. Buckle up, boys and girls. Here's my theory <laughs> on professional athletes' names. You have to sound like someone who's a world champion. Like the name? Yep. Your name has to sound like someone who is a world champion. Let me prove it. Okay. There are uh, this this Saturday there's a middleweight fight between Tom Breeze and Antonio Arroyo. Neither of those guys sounds like a champion, so therefore they will not be a champion. Now, Israel Adesanya sounds like a champion. Piotr Jan. Piotr Jan. <laughs> Is that much um, better than Algermain? It you know no 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 Algermain I'm Sterling. Sorry. Does Actually, sound yeah, like it a champion. really does. That's right. See, you're starting to understand already. Yeah. John Jones definitely sounds like a champion. Kamaru Usman, 
Alexander Volkanovsky, not so much. Francis Ngannou sounds you know, like okay, the destroyer you, of worlds. It Dustin does. Poirier, Stipe, Max Holloway, Conor McGregor, <laughs> Justin Poirier Gagey. Is not the champion. No, does, we but, literally but, just crowned no, 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 no. the champion. I, right. I don't mean guys who are current champions. I just mean guys whose <laughs> names sound like they could be. Okay. Okay. Jose Aldo. Jose Aldo sounds like someone who should be a champion. Here's my, here's the thing. Jan Blachowicz. Blachowicz. He doesn't make the cut. Amanda Nunes sounds like a champion. You think so? I do. Amanda. Okay. Okay. Sure. Valentina Shevchenko. Absolutely sounds like a champion. And this goes across multiple sports too. Michael Jordan sounds like someone who wins at whatever he does i think that it is the two syllable first name and the two syllable last name. and let me i'm going to beep this next part Uh-oh. but dominic oh that is a champion name it's that not a- because the last name is too difficult your name is not too difficult no it's too difficult i have i can't even tell you how many people can't get it right and I sound like an order you'd fuck up at Chuck E. Cheese. Can I have an Aaron, please? <laughs> Come on. Hey, I'm here for Chuck E. Cheese's pizza. Okay. Yeah. Not their though. <laughs> What's in it? Well, okay. <laughs> is there is there currently a fighter in the UFC? We'll limit it to the UFC. Okay, maybe. Okay, fuck that. No limits on this show. There's no limits on the Pretty Neat Podcast. Hey, your favorite American and mine, Kayla Harrison, sounds like a champion. I do think that that sounds like a champion, but arguable on the uh, favorite American part. But all right, <laughs> is there a fighter in that you can think of that just does not even have a fighter name? Oh, sure. Tom Breeze. You don't think that that at least sounds like an athlete? That sounds like no. Drew Breeze and Tom Brady combined. Yeah. Uh, it is literally. Don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that argument, so I'm just going to move past it. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's what was your question? I'm sorry. Pitch it one more time. Oh, you I totally. Was just, here's the I thing. I was just saying, is there you, a fighter? You, you stomped all over my name argument by citing two of well tom no no no, not tom brady drew Brees is arguable but he did win a super bowl fantastic career tom brady is <laughs> the greatest of all time so i like i said i don't like that argument so i'm just going to move past it what was your first question <laughs> okay 15 years of friendship hasn't changed yeah that's right. too much in either one of us this is okay nope. My question was, is there a fighter that just has like a ridiculously not interesting name? Like that just, I mean, you, you tried Tom Breeze, but clearly we determined that that argument is not something you're interested in catering to right now. And that's okay. I'm not, I don't, I'm not here for it. Now, are you asking for current champions or just current fighters? Doesn't matter. Current fighters. Let's do better than Arnold Allen. Okay, that's pretty shitty. Oh, hey, number 12 in featherweight, Bryce Mitchell. All right, sure. Sure, oh, man. Bryce Mitchell's a beast, though. Yeah, yeah, of course he is. Two twisters, man. The name doesn't fit. Yeah, it doesn't, though. Does that Tim, so- Tim Elliott and Matt Schnell? No, thanks. Matt, uh, Tim Elliott. Come on. That's like a couple of letters away. No, from no, no. This Tom. is this is literally not in any way, shape, or form a reflection of their fighting. It is only a completely absurd premise. 
I you understand. didn't know we were going to be talking about. So. I'm into it. Well, I'm yeah, sure well. we're going to do, we're going to get into a couple of unknowns because we're doing a mailbag today. A mailbag. Yeah, there's no fights. There are no fights. To talk there about. were no fights to talk about. No fights. Yeah. No fights. You know what? Notes, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty, <laughs> I would have been excited about tough. Yeah. But we don't know how calendars work. I am still working on the Mayan calendar from 2012. So technically, the world ended and the calendar doesn't matter. Okay. I'm going to ride that wave with you. Okay. I'm going to ride that wave with you. Do you have a surfboard? I have a boogie board. That works. Yeah, I have a boogie board. Yeah, okay. Well, before we do mailbag stuff. Because yeah. there, there was some there, there wasn't fights, but there's some things we can talk about. Some MMA sure. current events, if you will. Yeah, your second favorite American, Ben Rothwell. Yes, yes. <laughs> compared himself to Derek Lewis, and he's been on his mm-hmm. his parade of self indulgence lately, and <laughs> he he basically said he was the white beast, and that they are yin and yang, those two, and that he he basically called out Derek Lewis if he loses to Nganu. Uh Okay. I want you to tell me how many levels that's wrong on. Oh, oh, you don't know me at all. <laughs> if, you do, if you think I don't love everything, <laughs> there is nothing I love more than irrational confidence. <laughs> you and I, we're not going to say, but you and I worked in an industry in an environment filled with irrational confidence and arguably the most irrationally confident for quite some time. And now <laughs> I can see the forest, the trees and listen, Ben Rothwell Lewis, book it, book it, book Aaron. it now, book it now. We, what are we doing? Putting Derek Lewis in there in a heavyweight he, title. He, he beat the champ who Derek Lewis. You're telling what what champ did Derek Francis Ngannou? Oh, oh, whoa, okay, but he wasn't champion when he beat him. Yeah, I know, but it's still reasonable to have Derek Lewis in there because he is the last person to defeat Francis Ngannou, and now Francis Ngannou is the champ. Yeah, yeah, so yeah no, he's no shame earned Derek it. Lewis. Hey, hey, and listen, it's going to be in Houston. It's going to be at Derek Lewis's backyard. And it's going to be in my backyard. So you again, know, yeah, they're fighting Houston in August. I can't wait. It was booked, so or it's like at least close to booked. So Derek hey, and Francis. Yeah, okay. If I can get tickets. You could get a plane ticket, buddy. August. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My wheels are spinning. Hey, I'm going to keep an eye out for when the sale starts. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they they're still usually available. And in Houston. Uh, there's there might be a lot of availability too because houston's fucking disgusting in august houston is disgusting all the time you know Derek's balls how hot they are that's what he's talking about that's just houston that's just houston let me ask you this yeah what's up and it's a little weird because at least according to ufc.com right now ben rothwell is outside the top 15 but Mm -hmm. who else do you put in there with Derek lewis if he loses to francis why not why not? Just let them punch each other until one of them falls over. Who? Derek and Ben Rothwell. Oh, I think we'll see that, but I, I don't know. I, I might. I, hey, listen. Wow, I'm gonna have to subject subject myself to dom. To di- okay, I'm gonna subject Uh-oh. myself to some domination right okay. now. Okay, all right, let's hear it. 
I have a lot of hope for Derek Lewis against Francis Ngannou. Okay. I do it's... not believe it's outside of the realm of possibilities that he gets him with an uppercut. And I do think that that's the tool. I think that that's the tool to get Francis moving forward because Francis moves forward straight. He's, if he takes Derek to the ground, it's fucking over. But I don't think Francis wins this by a rock'em sock'em. He already knows that that kind of, he's too timid. And well, maybe he's not anymore, but 100% of the time that they have fought, Derek Lewis's striking has been intimidating enough to Francis to make him lose. So sure. if he comes forward, I think Derek has an advantage unless he goes forward to the ground. Okay. I actually don't think it's that crazy because Derek Lewis has freak power and mm-hmm. he hits anyone and that's it. The issue that I have is we can say that Derek Lewis beat Francis, but did he beat him or did he just not lose? Uh, based on the unified rules of MMA, I'll say he beat him because he did. He neither of them did shit. Both of them just didn't lose. What a horrible fight! My goodness, worst of all time. Worst yeah. Of all time. yeah, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. No, no. But no, you no. know what? I will. I will lend credence to the fact that Ben Rothwell versus Derek Lewis is every American's wet dream at a barbecue. I would say I would watch that and have all my buddies over and grill a lot of food. I think if that if you're trying to find someone who's new, who who's a new spectator, new as a spectator to the sport of MMA, and you put them in front of that fight, you'd want to make it very clear that this is not the best version of this sport. However, uh, <laughs> this is something someone who has no experience with this can understand and just watch. Cause one of them is going to punch the other one's face off and we're not nobody. Cause is it totally crazy to say Ben Rothwell can knock out Derek Lewis? Of course not. No, it's not crazy. And on the ground, Ben Rothwell has a serious advantage over Derek Lewis. Yeah. So yeah. it's not. No, nuts. it's not. It's not totally nuts. No, <laughs> but they haven't. And they haven't fought yet. And that's, of course, very important, too. So yep. that's a, that's never, never a bad thing. Hey, I would love to see that fight. You know Me why? Because I think it would be pretty neat. And I love watching all sorts of fights. That's a fight whose distance I would want to respect. Mm-hmm. But Here, it would be pretty neat. What do you think of Capoeira? What do you mean? What do I think of him? <laughs> not, not, not him. Uh, capoeira, the, uh, the martial art. Capo- oh, it, it's kind of like uh dance fighting well it's 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 fairly it's fairly clear now that i did not know what capoeira is uh what do you mean what do i think of it so another fight that was announced that i think is pretty neat and it's distance i respect as the ben rothwell and Derek lewis mm-hmm. is nico price michelle Pereira, and pejeda pejeda i'm yep. never going to be able to fucking do that as of July 10th, UFC 264, amazing card. Hey, what else I is on? Stoked. What else is on that card? Hey, UFC 264. Oh, geez, I'd have. Let me bring that, it up. I'm. I'm. That a, who? Oh, you know, who's on that card? It. That's Poirier McGregor. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be a great card. 
And Nick, Nico Price is first team all body, by the way. What does that mean? It is means he has an incredible body. Yes, he does. That's a true thing. Unlike Ben Rothwell and Derek Lewis. <laughs> For what they do with them, they have incredible bodies. Yes, very true. And actually, there is not a single sport that either of those two would not absolutely demolish both of us at. Uh-huh. So, yeah, maybe poker. I think including can... uh, maybe not poker, but outside of any video game, ping pong, doesn't matter. Yep. And any any track and field, basketball, football, baseball, they're professional athletes yeah. and we're just two guys. Yeah. I, I so here's here's where I'm here's why I'm excited about this this particular fight. Nico yeah. Price and Michelle Pajeda. Are you familiar with either of them too much? I am familiar with Nico Price. Okay, so yeah, I love Nico Price. Nico mm-hmm. Price is one of those guys who to me throws everything yes. and will accept taking hits to get score to get some in. So like that's I'm a dangerous always, game, but yes. I'm always into that. It's very dangerous and he's been knocked out because of it. He's also knocked people out because of it. And Michelle is capoeira. And he, unlike Price throwing everything, throws anything. He's, I mean, you just don't know what the hell is going to come after this guy's body at any point. It's so exciting to watch him fight. Um, kind of like Yair Rodriguez, uh, but less kickboxer and more fucking dance, more, more dance moves. I'm, or like I'm, what Tony Ferguson used to be. What Tony Ferguson used to be. That's a great way to put it. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, so I'm excited about that fight. Okay. It's, that's a great card. That's a great fight for the undercard. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely the best fight for the undercard. Yeah. What else? What else have you been looking forward to since we've got some other things coming up? Oh, well, I'm, <laughs> yeah. What's up? I was just laughing because I remembered Keith Peterson getting punched in the face. Yeah. Fury. <laughs> no, I'll be honest. I didn't see it. Let's get my live reaction. Yeah. And if you if, can find it, I, I tried if to find Keith it. For Peterson. You. Okay. If Keith Peterson is the referee, I'm thinking of Yeah, He is. Uh, I, here's the thing. I don't like the, the thing with him and Dominic Cruz. Uh-huh. I there I am I am I am notoriously hard on referees. I in fact I think two two weeks ago went on a rant about the UFC referees. Uh I like his neck tattoo. I'm not super into him <laughs> otherwise. Did he get kicked in the face or did he get punched in the face? He got punched in the head. Yeah. It, you, I don't think you'll be able to find it. Because the vid- there's a video of him getting kicked on a takedown that kind of looks like an older video. It though. is older, yeah. Mm-hmm. There, no, it was at Cage Fury. Um, uh, I think the only place I saw maybe Keith Peterson's Twitter. Let's find it. Um, but yeah, he was getting down really low because he was observing a choke. Oh yeah, yeah, I see. And the other guy goes unconscious and punches Keith in the face. Not. I put it at like 70%. (laughs) That's, uh, you're saying the audio is 70%? Oh, 70% punching power. Yeah, no, that's that's not 70% punching power. That's just a, that's just a a swipe. (laughs) I'm going to call that a swipe. Hey, that's a, that was enough to end a fight with Randy Couture back in the day. I believe he (laughs) lost to a couple of little swipes, a couple of little cuts there. No comment. Really? I am very into Max Holloway, Yair Rodriguez. 
Oh yeah. What do you think about that? What makes you into it? And besides, well, you can tell by the way it is that it's going to yeah, be pretty neat. Mostly just the way it is. I am a fan of Max Holloway, and that's all I have to say about it. I'm not ashamed. Mm-hmm. And I refuse to not be a fan. So, Dude, does that mean that you do you believe he wins? Holloway? Yes. 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 Why? How do you think he wins? Knockout. Third round. Not- Knockout third round. Mm-hmm. I, I, th- I don't know. I, I believe this is going to be a main event of a fight night, probably. July I could 17th. see that. Yeah, I could see it. But but here's my thing. Yair Rodriguez went five rounds with the Korean zombie and knocked him out in one mm-hmm. se- with one second left. So I feel like he could probably go the distance with Max. Okay. You think that Max just doesn't catch him? Or no, the, I think yeah, Max, I think Max think, is going to catch him. Gotcha. You don't think Yair catches Max? I do not. Max too fast? I think Max is too fast and too skilled. And I think what we saw in his last fight, I against think Calvin he, against Calvin Cater, but not so much to do with his opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think we saw him figure something out with the way he was throwing strikes. Do you think it's the hunger? I felt like the hunger was there. It's possible. It's also possible. You know, sometimes in life, man, you just, you figure something out. And even though it's a thing you've done and a thing you've done your whole life or, or for a very long time, however long Max has been striking, not even doing MMA specifically, just striking. Mm-hmm. Um Sometimes you just kind of figure something out. Maybe it's as simple as the way your thumb turns. Maybe it's as simple as throwing it one second or a a quarter second earlier or later. Uh, But if you look at, so in that fight with Calvin Cater, 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 Cater. he threw 445 strikes. Mm -hmm. Do you know what the second most strikes he had ever thrown in a fight were second most compared to that how many was in this one he threw he either threw or well he probably didn't land this this site i'm looking at shout out ufcstats.com come on the pretty neat podcast he threw i'm guessing through because if he had landed 445 cater's neck would have snapped i'll say 385 so he threw 445 against calvin cater the next closest, now granted, this was only a four-round fight, was 290 to Brian against Brian Ortega. Before oh, yeah. that, he had never gone above 181, and in most cases, he's at 120 or lower. Wow. So he's really just been turning it up and turning it up and turning it up. So to me... Unless it unless it was something with the matchup with Calvin Cater, that significant of a jump in strikes thrown is notable, right? And we're not the first people to say this. Yeah. This is we're not breaking news here. You know, in both fights that he lost to Volkanovsky, a hundred and two and a hundred and thirty-four, also five round full yeah. five round fights frankie edgar 129 also a full five round fight dustin poirier 181 also a full five round fight so i mean we're talking 
just did, a, yeah. a massive, massive leap in Strikes Throne. And that to me, I'm That's sorry, the kind of pressure just, that it's it going to need stands out. It stands out. It really does. And I mean, with Yair, Yair is a guy who sets things up or counters. And I do not believe he'll have time with Max's pressure and his boxing. He'll because he'll be jabbing and fainting the whole fucking fight, just the whole time. I would love to see Max it's rip him seven, to the ground and submit seven, it. 17.8 strikes per minute. Yeah. Good luck countering that. No, that's fucked. So that to me, it just it just shows maybe he figured something out. I think so. Is he the best boxer in the UFC? I think he probably is. It's either him or one of the Diaz brothers who it's it's kind of unclear whether they're actually in the UFC at any given time. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's been a lot of talk. I think Nick Diaz and and freaking Jake Paul, which, listen, I'm here for it. Will we do a live fight companion? Yes, because hey, Jake someone... Paul? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Abs- Jake Paul's I, I, booked. Jake Paul is not booked. He got Logan booked. Paul. No. Who, who, Who's he fighting? Jake Paul got booked today with okay. someone I did not put in the notes. Okay. It's Tyron Woodley is fighting Jake Paul. What? What? It is. is in this the is works. confirmed. It's in the works. I read okay, about it so, today. Hey, confirmed. Con- yeah. So, so Jake no Paul. Thing. That's true. Jake Paul from his Twitter earlier today. Fight announcement tomorrow. And the athletic, which is a legit source, is saying that he and Tyron Woodley have agreed to a boxing match. Okay. So the the, I know that this is gonna this is a nice little I'm gonna put a car crash sound effect. Okay. You are shocked. Well okay. For the audience listening, Dominic's face looks a lot like that scream painting. It looks quite a bit like that, except Dom shows more emotion, except without moving at all. <laughs> Are you okay? Are you? I, I'm concerned. Did I am. Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, it didn't freeze. <laughs> My, okay. So I'm hmm. not happy about this. Tell me why. I need to process it. I didn't know. I have not. I believe it or not, I don't pay that much attention to Jake Paul. So I'm curious to hear why you're not happy about it. And then I'm going to try to formulate my opinion. Okay. Well, that insinuates that I pay attention to Jake Paul, like intentionally. <laughs> and I don't, but I do pay attention to D Wood. Sure. Because I'm a huge fan of his rap albums. Yeah. Okay. A, an enormous fan. All right. <laughs> There's some sarcasm in there. Just a uh, bit. Just a bit. Just a bit. Uh, I don't know that I want Tyron at where he is in his performances to be the next person after Ben Askren to represent an MMA fighter right? against Jake Paul. Yeah. But he wants the money. Let's be real. It has to be the money. Well, that's why Ben... Uh... Askren did it. Sure. Do you think Tyron, if he wins, because I don't even know. 
it's I can't even speculate on this fight. It's is that naive wow. of me? Am I no? Dumb? Here's the thing. Now you know of of the two of us, I am more the boxing guy, right? Yeah. I spend a lot of time thinking about boxing and boxing matchups and who I'd like to see fight who. I got to be honest, I don't know who is handling Jake Paul's fight career, but they are doing this very, very intelligently. Because if you remember, and I think we talked about this on episode one or two, if I'm not mistaken, there was talk that Robbie Lawler might be next up after Ben Askren. And I was quasi fine with that. Well, Robbie Lawler would knock Jake Paul's head off. Yes, because he's a fighter. A fighter, and also, fighter, also brawler. Robbie Lawler is a, is a fairly accomplished boxer. 20 MMA wins by knockout. Mm-hmm. 20 of his 28. Mm-hmm. And only now, one submission. You, what's funny is if you replace Tyron with Kamaru, uh-huh. my opinion completely flips. Which is kind of strange. Into what? Into really thinking Kamaru lays out Jake Paul immediately, like horror. Yeah, well, he would. He would. And I believe he would. But like Tyron has been on this massive skid, and he's that core, core, core wrestler. Correct. Not really a striker. Seven of his 19 total wins by knockout five submissions and seven decisions only been knocked out twice. Ooh, this is intriguing. I want Tyron Woodley to get the money. Big Tyron Woodley fan. Mm -hmm. I would like to see Tyron Woodley come on the pretty neat podcast. We will literally beg you. Yeah. And I like your music. Please don't beat my ass. I don't know enough about his music. I (laughs) just here's the thing now obviously tyron woodley a more skilled striker than jake paul Uh and i hope that tyron woodley wins because if he doesn't then this as far as public opinion is concerned really starts to flip what people think of boxing which I think is very dangerous for the sport. Now, that of is MMA not, or boxing? No, of boxing. I think of and, MMA. And, well, let me get to that, because I actually think it's in some ways worse for MMA. I do, too. So for boxing, the issue becomes you have a guy in Jake Paul who, granted, from everything I have seen, read, listened to, he is taking his boxing training very seriously. Mm-hmm. And he's not doing exhibition fights like his brother is with fucking Floyd Mayweather, which is so ludicrous. I can't even. (laughs) But the problem is, and and here's the thing. People say, oh, well, well, Logan Paul could clip him. Yeah, no, he can't because that's Floyd Mayweather. And it's an exhibition and it's eight rounds and there's this crazy weight discrepancy. And Logan will swing and miss just like everybody else in Floyd's career. And. By round three, he'll be so tired he can barely stand and Floyd will turn on the Jets and then it's over. That's the mm-hmm. it took a few more rounds with Conor McGregor. The difference is Conor McGregor is an actual fighter with an actual boxing background. Mm-hmm. And even then, the, the talk around that now is that Floyd really kind of let him dance for like six rounds. Yeah. And then as soon as Floyd decided it was over, that was it, because Floyd is probably the greatest boxer who's ever lived. So 
I, I, you know, I think that's next Sunday. I'm not going to watch because okay. I don't, I don't want to support it as a but sort hey, of an outlet, but Hey, get your money. And if either that, of them want to come on this show, I'm all for it. Hey, you're talking about that being the possibly greatest boxer of all time fighting in an exhibition fight with a guy whose brother would literally just say, Hey, I'm just a YouTuber who learned right. to box and could start taking out real people. So, like so here's you, the is problem. That how, does, how does it damage boxing, I guess? Because I don't think you really because, said... Well, no, I didn't get there. So if, if, listen, if Logan Paul somehow beats Floyd Mayweather, which I would be alarmed, then boxing may as well just pack it in. Now, we all know that's not going to happen. In fact, I wouldn't even be shocked if they already had an agreement in place, Right. There, there's my conspiracy corner for the week is that they have agreed that Floyd is going to win this fight, whatever, right? I love the recipe for Dom's conspiracy <sighs> theories. Literally, all I have to do is think about it and I can come up with a conspiracy. You're welcome. You're welcome, <laughs> America. Uh, so here's, it's it's bad for boxing because... Does he just make other, he just makes the boxers look like less, less of athletes? Yeah, kind or? of. Kind of, because most boxers don't starch other professional fighters in 30 seconds like Jake Paul did to Ben Askren. And if you don't know that Ben Askren is literally not a boxer by any definition of the word, and mm-hmm. if you didn't bother to do the research that Ben Askren didn't even really train, yeah. especially train the way Jake Paul did, who again, I'm not throwing shade at him. He appears to be taking this very seriously. Yeah. But I want to see him in there with a real boxer. Yeah, I do too. Put him in I there with too. Badu Jack. Yeah. And then, but here's the thing. Whoever is make, helping and advising Jake Paul and booking these fights oh, my is doing this in a very smart way because they're not going to put him in there with Badu Jack. If you're not familiar with Badu Jack, similar weight class, sure. right around the 185 to sure. 200 mark that, that Jake could get to. Yeah. Uh, very, very skilled fighter. Not a champion, but he's always kind of in the top three to five in his weight class. He fights for the money team. He's, he's a Floyd Mayweather yeah. uh, promotions guy. Um and Badu Jack would absolutely, I mean, the thing is, though, the other side of this, and we've talked about this, I think, on the show, no state athletic commission is going to let Badu Jack and Jake Paul fight in a real fight. In fact, <laughs> the Logan Paul Floyd Mayweather fight is an exhibition for that very reason. The, the Nevada yeah. State, California State, I, I don't know where the, the, oh, I think the Floyd Mayweather fight is in Miami. Even the Florida State Athletic Commission will not sanction it because yeah. Logan Paul is not a boxer. He's a YouTuber. So, yeah, yeah it makes sense. So it makes sense. it's bad for MMA because if Tyron Woodley loses, he's a former champ. Yeah. And frankly, you- first team all body. He looks like someone who could kill anyone he's in a room with. And here's the thing he could, right? Cause you just wrestle him to the ground and hold them there. But yeah, but you can't do that in a boxing match. You can't do that so in a boxing match. And, and it's a risk. Cause if he loses, that is a huge, huge mark yeah. on UFC's record. Oh, huge. And like Tyron's fingertips are filled with NyQuil. They could put me right to sleep. Okay. Correct. But he is not a boxer. And like in MMA, I've always held wrestlers at the top for the reason yeah. being that I said they can hold if they can put you on the ground and hold you there they can win the fight. Yep. And then behind boxers I usually put uh uh 
jujitsu and mm-hmm. striking is kind of in the bottom. But here's the thing is a really skilled striker is dangerous against anybody and boxers only strike and they only strike with two weapons. Yep. And that's it. They're not even thinking about the legs. No. So, I mean, you're talking about somebody in Jake in Paul who's only been training to use these two weapons and that's it. And Tyron, who's an MMA fighter, a former wrestler turned MMA fighter, trying boxing. It's a recipe for shitstorm. And like, yeah, now this guy can run his mouth even more saying he beat a UFC champion and a long reigning one at that. Like not even just a meager one time champ like win the belt and lose somebody who held it, you know, that's fucked up. And I mean, it wouldn't even matter that he burned that Tyron kind of slowed down. Like it would just be, it would just be really crappy. It would just be really, really crappy. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I want to talk about a fight that excites me. Well, see, this one kind of does excite me and I'm, I'm going to be pulling for Tyron Woodley. And frankly, I will too. Oh, so hard. Now, I, mean, I know they haven't announced a date or anything or even officially announced the fight until apparently tomorrow, June 1st. But, or today, if you're listening to this on the day it drops, every Tuesday, um, shameless, pro, shameless plug. And frankly, if you're listening at this point, like, you know when the show comes out. So, <laughs> well, we're working on even more ways to get out there, too. That's, that's right. If Tyron Woodley has eight or 12 weeks to prepare and really prepares in a in a boxing gym with real boxing coaches and and then i it's hard for me to think jake paul's gonna win i i'm in the i'm in the same boat and tyron has to have seen what happened to ben Askren, and no he's not ben Askren. they're buddies though right training partners hey if they are i'd say that's even more power to them i'm pretty sure they are if Paul just goes on this reign of terror, though, and just starts literally beating everybody, I don't know what I'm going to do. When do you jump on the train? When does that happen? Does that ever when, happen for you? Yeah, when he when he fights. I'm already a fan. Anybody who can can sort of turn a webcam and a and a hey. YouTube channel into <laughs> money, I'm all hey. for. <laughs> hey, right? speaking of which, make sure you follow us on YouTube. We are on YouTube. That's true. You can find us there. Just look for the Pretty Neat Podcast. <laughs> so I guess to, to wrap up my thoughts on this, I become a, a Jake Paul bully. I'm already a fan, right? He, he's turned sure, something. Sure, you're a fan. I, I, I support what he does. Put him in there with someone who, who sort of the, the UFC fight sports world agrees is a real striker and see how he does. Hey, throw up Diaz at him. And throw, I don't put Nick Diaz in there. And I would love to see that. I would have well, I would I would buy that pay-per-view. That's that's the type of fight that I think would because you have to level set, right? You have to reset some expectations with this. Mm-hmm. Because I think people saw, and my younger brother's one of them. My younger brother is, was saying, Oh, well, but he beat Ben Askren, like. And I was like, dude, had you ever heard of Ben Askren before this? Yeah. He was like, no. And I'm like, right. <laughs> That's why they put him in there with him. Yeah. It, oh, well, I, well, I, I mean, we know. knew what was going to happen with that fight. Put him in there with Jorge Masvidal. 
fine with that. But Jake Paul, have, Jorge Masvidal. Jorge Masvidal, we already have plans for. We do, but Tony he Ferguson. He wouldn't. That's right. He wouldn't need a whole lot with Jake Paul, though, because that true. fight would be over in 11 seconds. But here's that's the thing. True. Jake Paul's people aren't going to let him do that. No, that's true. And they shouldn't. They're friends, <laughs> right? They're friends. They shouldn't. Everyone's friends until the until the, the bell rings. Yeah, yeah right. or if you're hey, offered fifty hundred million dollars. That's true. Before we get into the mailbag, uh, Michael Chandler wants Justin Gaethje. What do you think? I'm for it. Yeah, hundred percent. Me too. Great fight. Who mm-hmm. wins? Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna say Gaethje. Okay. See, I I want to lean Chandler, but I'm struggling with this because. Michael Chandler is he's edging into that realm of of a fighter that I'm a fan of to where I don't want to see him fight because I don't want him to lose. <laughs> right? Like I want Stipe to retire. I did not want him to fight Francis. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago because I need Stipe's brain to work because I like him. Okay. okay. Michael Chandler, yeah. it's like dude, your ears are going to fall off any second. So, <laughs> They look like they're going to float away with him. Right. Be very careful with Justin Gaethje if you're Michael Chandler. But I want to lean Chandler. I will be very, very interested to see the odds on that fight. I would be too, actually. I don't know. I mean, they don't have them yet, of course. But yeah. Okay. You know, speaking of odds, Connor is favored against Dustin Poirier. Really? Yeah. Minus 115 to minus 105. I didn't see those odds. Yep. I looked him up yesterday and he is a minus 115 favorite. So your $100 bet wins you 85. Poirier is minus 105. So your $100 bet wins you 95, which means Vegas thinks that Connor's going to win. Do you? I do. I think we talked about this. I do. And we'll talk more about it. We'll do our picks okay. and, and yeah. get our bets. I do. I do think Connor's going to win. I think there's a, I think there's a really good chance. Yeah. And there Wait, was whoa. a real good he nearly won this most recent fight. We don't need to rehash all of it, but you're yeah. right. We don't. We've got mail. We've got mail. Can you believe it? Y'all, everyone like Tom Cruise in 1994's You've Got Mail, where he dates a bookstore shop girl. That was one of my favorite movies. I had, I want to. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who is that with him? Is that Meg Ryan? Uh, probably. <laughs> Who would you rather bone, Jack Nicholson or Meg Ryan? Who do I have to be? Who would you rather bone? No, you're you. <laughs> Jack Nicholson or Meg Ryan? Meg Ryan. See, the question is Jack Nicholson now or 1974? Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. <laughs> Why okay. is this a question? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's. Okay. I'm going right. to read the first question. Okay. I'm going to read the first question. I have okay. not seen these. No, you have not. I can't. I have, I've only been able to, to, to basically see that they were there. And that okay. was kind of tried to where I, where I left it. My dudes, MMA scoring has been hotly debated. And for a good reason, some mm-hmm. recent scorecards from judges have been head scratchers. I think this is a pretty neat opportunity. <laughs> hey, shout hey. out. Yeah, we like you to evaluate options for change, whether it be open scoring, 100 point or less per round scoring system, remote scoring or larger panels. How would Aaron and Dom fix scoring? Appreciate the perspective. So Uh, you go first. Oh, geez. I am for 
a five judge panel okay two of which are remote viewing okay. on monitors three of which are live okay uh i am for the 10 point system i think uh, a hundred point system is absurd yeah it might be a little bit too tough no, no shade at the listener who, who sent in this email i don't mean it's a bad idea you had i know people have kicked that around yeah i just think a hundred points is way yeah. hey that could be many. a typo you know it, it could, could be, be but also you know soccer was explained to me this way one time i was i was sort of ranting about it and the person i was arguing with said but here's the thing two to one is really like 20 to 10 in basketball and i was like okay. oh oh that's a really <laughs> good point and so okay. when you think about the 10 point system that way it's it's all scaled right Mm -hmm. I'm totally with you on the five judge system, two of them being either, you know, in a, in a quiet room or something not impacted by the crowd or sure. the corners or, or the, the commentators yeah, no or corners. whoever. Yeah. I would even, I would even say that the fight is muted. I would even say yeah, that the fight yeah, is yeah. muted. Yeah, absolutely. You could totally, totally talk me into that you know one of the things about the the fight nights at the apex center that i love is that you can hear so much mm -hmm. but when i go to a live sporting event when i go to a baseball game or a football game or a basketball game one thing i love is what happens in between stretches of the game and like warm-ups i went to uh -huh. the, a, a rams cardinals game in arizona um thanksgiving time 2019 and we were there about 35 minutes early and we got to watch the teams warm up and I was fascinated by it. And oh, so, yeah. so seeing everything that happens to me is a valuable bit of information when it comes to, to winning. I'll tell you a quick but story. Not to, this judging? Is not to judging, but here's the thing. So I was at a okay. Lakers Spurs game once mm -hmm. at Staples center with my brother. We had pretty decent seats and <laughs> The Lakers were <laughs> terrible at the time. The, the Lakers were terrible. Okay. The Spurs were pretty good, not great. And during timeouts, the entire Spurs team was centered around their coach listening or whichever coach was talking because sometimes it would be an assistant or even a player. Everybody on the team, whether they were in the game or not or had been in the game or were never going to get in the game, were centered in one small group listening to the coach. Mm -hmm. The Lakers had their players, maybe the five guys in the game and the other two guys who had been in the rotation listening, and everybody else was just sort of milling about. And after about <laughs> the second loads. or third timeout where I saw that happen, I looked at my brother and I said, look how these timeouts are going. And the Lakers got run off the court in that game. I think they were down by 30, like in the second quarter. Sure. So, oh, I agree that. And here's the thing: the Spurs had better players, but it also speaks to an organizational, like institutional thing. And so, I think when you have a corner, and I'm gonna get, I'm gonna swing this all the way back to MMA, <laughs> and I always get this guy mixed up because I do this with some MMA fighters. But Kevin Holland, sure. Hey, hey, Kevin Holland, stop yelling at Khabib on the sidelines. Stop talking to Dana White and your coaches and the ref and the ringside girls and all these people. Stop doing that. Hey, I'm all for it if he wins. I'm but all here's for the it thing. if he wins. But here's the thing. How many champions do that? 
None. If he was the first, it would be amazing. Would it? But here's the yeah, and why is he on a two fight losing streak and 14th in his division? Because he's doing what you're saying. Well, sure. Even <laughs> Connor, even Connor McGregor, for all of the sort of bravado sure. that he displays, is exceptionally disciplined in the cage. Yeah, that's very, very true. So that and that's one of my things. I've I've talked about this on this show before. I've talked about this with friends and, and family members and people I've watched fights with. And I don't like Connor, he's so arrogant. Yeah, you got to watch him fight, though, because that's a show. And in the cage, he's a different guy. So the judges could be influenced by that. Right? They can. And they can be influenced by the corners. Absolutely. You know, they a, can. Shitty, a shitty, crappy shot that's just a slap that's loud but doesn't do damage. They'll be like, yeah. Right. You know, right. stuff like that. Or like, so I like yelling about grabbing the cage. Or- yeah. Yes. There's all sorts of things. I like the points as well in this, if it's a 10, because then it's 50 points per round in a three round fight. Right. Uh, in a five round fight, obviously. So no, one, no, no. It's, 50- 20, it's 25. If there's five judges, it's 25. What? Oh, wait, no, no, no. You, are, sorry. <laughs> you said 50 points. Are you talking about per round? If it's a 10 point system and, and 10 points to the winner, each round they'd get 50 points because there's that five is, judges that is how math works you are correct math, i don't do math, math, math or calendars go ahead I, yeah i know you teach history <laughs> wait I, no i, I didn't. No, you teach I everything i actually teach math <laughs> <laughs> rough draft kings i rough draft official kings. sponsor of the pretty that's right podcast. no i'm just fucking with you you're an amazing teacher uh oh god uh <laughs> 50 points How many for days of school left for go ahead <laughs> 50 50 points around that's pretty smooth yeah so i mean that's that's not too difficult but it's not 10 no it is why am i confused with this because you score around it's 10 9 but you don't score at 50 45 that's why i'm confused it would be and that's why it's confusing but because it 50, wouldn't, 45, though, because it would be if you combine all the scorecards at the end of the, f- but then, but then it would be, you're confused because 50 five, times five, it'd be 250 points for a five round fight for a five round fight. Yeah. Well, right now a five round fight is 50, 45. And that's yes. why it sounds weird. Right. Because that's sounds, what's confusing. Me. It's really weird to say that a 50, 45 is a full five round fight right now. And in the future, a 50, 45 would be a first round. Yes. That's weird. That's that, where I got the 25 because I was thinking, no, you don't add them all together as you go round by round, but we don't have open scoring, which was the next one I wanted to talk about. So we do do that. Yeah. And yeah. here's the thing too. It can make scores more interesting as well, because say you have like a, a, a 48, 47 in the first and a 50, 45 in the second, and then like a 49, 46 in the third. And like, mm-hmm. it could be all fucking ass backwards. And yeah. I don't know if MMA judges can do that kind of math now with it <laughs> with certainly seems like they can't. So here's something that our listener didn't mention that I, I like the open scoring. I think sunlight is the great disinfectant. I do. I think we should be able to see it round by round. Like, because, a, like on the screen, like PFL. while I'm watching like PFL does, or maybe a slightly different version. I'm not sure what it would functionally look like oh it's great just in between rounds usually about 30 seconds into the one minute uh between rounds usually uh-huh. they pop up the score on the screen yeah so fighters yeah. can see it they report it 
and it's not it's not even speculative it is the judges scorecards yes okay and so I, i think i even think there's something to letting the fighters see it yeah it it got their asses going yeah the other side and you know in jujitsu tournaments they'll do that where there's maybe they'll have no time limit so you have to get a submission because they want it to move along because if there is say a 10 minute round time limit and somebody knows they've won on points they'll just hold the person down for six minutes and there's no movement Mm -hmm. right unless the referee gets them moving but you know it doesn't always go that way so I, i think Open scoring, five rounds, or open scoring, five judges, rather. And I think two things, and you tell me mm-hmm. what you think. One, we either need true UFC or, or MMA, right? Yeah. But if, if we're specifically talking about the UFC. Oh, I know where you're going with this. What am I going to say? That we need actual MMA certified judges by the state athletic commissions, right? Correct. MMA. MMA. And people that maybe the UFC and and one FC and PFL and these organizations sort of get together and and co-opted and they all pull pull from the same pool of people. Mm -hmm. But we there has to be some level of certification. And and now boxing needs this too. Don't get me wrong. Now the issue, I guess, becomes when when there are international fights on fight island or whatever the specificity though is needed because there's so many it's an onion of a of a sport there's there's just too many layers there's just too many layers there are so many layers and that's why you need people who are not boxing officials but mma officials specifically trained and certified with some sort of experience somewhere in it now here's the other side of that and, and i'm curious to hear what you think and there are a lot of issues with it but you see this in grappling tournaments. You see this in jujitsu tournaments, karate tournaments. Mm-hmm. There's a point system, right? Yeah. A very clear point system. Not, I think the winner of the round gets 10 and the loser of the round gets nine. And maybe they get eight if they got dropped <laughs> a couple times. And maybe they get seven if yeah. they get dropped twice and knocked down or, or taken down or, or whatever, right? But it, like in a jujitsu tournament, there's very specific rules. You get a point for passing the guard. You get a point for getting yeah. to full mount. You get a point for. Hey, yeah, maybe that's, that's what you got to adopt in there too. And I mean, there could be a certain way to measure points with a number of significant strikes landed. Yeah. Et cetera. A center of octagon control. And you could do yeah. that mathematically. You know, you, you, well, can you could do use that a camera with to do sensors. That. Yeah, exactly. That and wouldn't have to be the, an opinion. And if you really really put a lot of value on that maintaining control of the octagon which i believe mma is simply capture the flag or king of the hill like it really is and if you really put value on keeping in the center of the octagon you'll see a lot of action because you'll want to get off the fence and get away from the fence and and maintain that position i think it would be way more exciting you know one thing NBA teams use now that they've been using for a number of years and and forgive me I I forget the name of it players have a sensor or at least they started with sensors I don't even think they need them anymore but they had a sensor in their shoe oh yes and a a set of cameras mounted above the court and on the sides and the sensors tracked movement and where the basketball was it it shows and you can see videos of this on ESPN if you're interested 
and it represents each player as a dot and it and removes like... the, it will it removes their name and so you can see oh. how much movement they did how much running they did like they can tell you who which player in the nba ran the most oh, how wow. often they had the ball how much they held the ball and it removes names so it takes out bias yeah right because you might say oh steph curry is obviously better hey. than this player but if we put this lens on it hey and in the octagon you could do that maybe with something in the trunks where it's red blue sensor you know and if yeah. it's in the middle of the octagon red is got a timer going and if it switches then exactly blue and has if a timer you even, going and you it's whoever's even... closest to the center yeah, or you could even be or more specific than that and say, it, who, well, you can tell who's on top by watching, but sometimes someone in the center of the ring isn't actually controlling the ring. And whoever's on top isn't always in control, too. That's true. So, so yeah, that's tough. Maybe it's center of the ring and moving forward. That's how you judge ring control. Some, there's yeah. something. Well, control. you could also say defending the center, like defending the center yeah, could yeah. be a part of that measurement where if you are in or closest to the middle and you're actively keeping the other person away from the middle like yes. a spartan shield yes, lineup absolutely that that should be measured as control but then again the person on the outside might be throwing more strikes and might be well, hitting them more but this is still might MMA, be so them to death but you have to knockout still the wins right that's yeah. what we're talking about one hey, element yeah you know and i think we've we've talked about CompuBox before, right? CompuBox is a stat that every boxing broadcast uses, mm -hmm. but the judges don't use it, and I've never understood why. I yeah, guess I there are questions about the the accuracy of it, but I don't know. It's pretty there, damn accurate. There's some wiggle room to take out the human eye from from the measurements i think that they, we have the ability you know in baseball a home run is clear in football not always okay oh. okay that's a bad example well either way i'm just saying more clear than a decision in mma like much more clear or a touchdown in football like yes. whatever it's just there's a clear but why is it more clear though even we, in baseball we why is it more clear we determined a numerical value to something in this case the yardage that must be exceeded you have to move this 100 yards past this point but in order to achieve this score and you could do the same thing with striking or ground control time yeah you can but if there's controversy what do they do in baseball in basketball in football uh, review video review yeah bring in why review. does an mma have that they're getting there. They're getting yeah, it's, there. That's true. It's getting certain there. states now can pause the fight. Say if a nut shot happened and the ref missed it or an eye mm -hmm. poke in certain states, they can do that now. And that's awesome. Yep. But, but Hey, um, I love that that question took us down that hole. And I now, think what that, a fantastic question. Yeah. And you know what? We're going to, we're going to definitely probably talk about that more. Cause I'm sure there's going to be shit that happens that we need to get fucking riled up about always. Let's go to the next one. Do you want Let's to read it. it or should I? No, go ahead. Okay. If Derek V. Francis is the next heavyweight title, tilt, title, I think that's just yeah, no, to be fight. title, tilt, that's a word for fight. I've never heard it called a tilt. Oh, yeah. You see it in boxing more. 
Oh, okay. If it's next title tilt and they do it in Houston in, fr- <laughs> in front of a packed crowd, does Derek still get his lights put out in round one by Francis? <laughs> or do you believe the home crowd advantage has a factor? Um, let's answer that. There's a second question. So we're, we're going to, this is a one, two combo in this. Question. Okay. Well, we already kind of talked about this. Yeah. I think Francis I do think Francis wins this fight. Yeah. But I think Derek has a very serious uppercut and I've seen a very big trend of uppercuts working in every weight class. And every now and then it's like, it's the calf kick. It's, it's this move, whatever. There's a move that takes off. And right now the biggest hole I'm seeing in everyone's game is uppercuts. And the people who are throwing them are the ones who are catching right now. That's my weird thing. I'm going to guess that in the next, UFC event, there'll be at least one uppercut leading to a knockout. And in the next two, we're going to see a bunch. I just think it's a thing. But anyway, I do think home, I do think hometown is important for Derek. I don't think it gives him an advantage, but I think it will be way more exciting as a result. I don't think he'll be as lax as he was the first time he fought in Ganu. I think he'll be willing to throw down. That wasn't in an empty stadium, but okay. This isn't going to be an empty stadium either. No, 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 I know. Um, so I think that this will be a good hmm. one. So there's a reason that truly the oldest sport is like gladiator fighting, right? This is the biggest man we can find in a lion fighting in Rome at the Coliseum. These are the two biggest guys, and they're going to punch each other until the king waves his hand or one of them dies. This <laughs> is Derek Lewis and Francis, right? Uh, that's what this is Uh and i'm here for it i do think francis wins i think he'll be the favorite and i think he should be does he turn his lights out in the first round that really depends on how disciplined Derek is because i think we saw a disciplined francis against stipe but does francis overlook Derek lewis hey we saw a disciplined Derek against blades we did Derek takes a hit though he or he takes a punch he gets hit okay we're T- gonna see a double knockout we're seeing a double knockout we could see a double knockout if there's double going knock. to be a fight that's gonna provide it it's gonna be this one it's gonna be one of those fucking haymakers and an uppercut just at the same time over both lights out francis yep. body falls on top of Derek's, and it's the greatest moment in mma history <laughs> and Stipe, you know what <laughs> steep because it always comes back to him for me who who did have a quote about taking his title back over the, this past week i don't know if you saw that um mm-hmm. stipe has lights out power too but not quite like Derek lewis and yeah it's just hard for me to see anyone but john jones beating francis right now we're not going to go down that road that's okay well but we like are we talked go... about at the top of the show hey. I, I do think that Derek lewis could beat him I, it's not I, if that happened i wouldn't like fall off my couch in shock i wouldn't either i would i would probably consider driving three hours to houston uh i would for probably the after party for the i for the entire i would move <laughs> okay <laughs> okay i would move to where the king of the world lives but hey we answered the first question so All part right. two okay also do you think john jones is secretly hoping Derek pulls off the upset for no. contract no. leverage no no not at all no you don't think he wants to fight lewis huh i I think John Jones wants to fight Francis and 
or Derek Lewis or Stipe or whoever, as long as the money is right. Here's I have a theory on that. Guess what? Aaron has a theory this time. Okay. So you heard who John Jones nabbed, right? For representation. No. Do you know who Richard Schaefer is? No. Former CEO of Golden Boy. Uh, okay, I have a thought on that. I need you to pause for one second, and then I will share them. Feel free, pause. On June 6th, I really wish I could go to the Shamrock Irish Pub, because game night is live, and that would be awesome. Game night is awesome. Shout out, game night. Glad you could hear me recording the commercial while you were gone. So... <laughs> My theory is just, this is a, okay, now, and this is only because Dana White and Schaefer are close. They, they know each other and they've worked together a lot. My theory is that John Jones. And, and Schaefer worked for Golden Boy. He was the CEO, yeah. Like, okay. he, he's the head for, for If for some reason. Not MMA, box. No, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. If for some reason you are unfamiliar with Golden Boy promotions, that's Oscar De La Hoya's boxing promotion. Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't have a lot of positive things to say about them. I don't have a lot of positive things to say about any boxing promoter because they're all fucking morons, but Mm -hmm. carry on. No. Yeah. uh, According to Dana White, they have a really, really good relationship when it comes to just getting shit done. Okay. Dana White, not a fucking moron. So carry on. Yeah, And that they just, that they have that type of relationship, but in so doing, he talked about how, you know, if John Jones goes, he goes and he goes out on top, whatever. I'm good at working with this guy. So here's my theory. My theory is that they're setting up to do the John Jones fight. If he beats Derek, if, if Ninganu beats Jarek Lewis, uh-huh. he's got to do that first. That's that goes without saying that just has to happen. I think that they're setting up a big enough fight that it won't matter if John Jones gets knocked out. I mean, that's first of all, they're protecting him for if he destroys his entire career by just getting flatlined in 10 seconds, right? Okay, you really think John Jones gets flatlined in 10 seconds? I don't think it's impossible against Nganu. Okay, I, fair. I just don't. Yeah, that's I think, sure. I think that this fight happens in Africa. And Whoa! That, and I think that this is the biggest card in UFC history. And that it's going to have three African champions defending. And that it will be the largest moneymaker ever in MMA. Yeah. And that is why this guy is being brought in by John Jones. Because I don't think John Jones necessarily was thinking this is going to be the next rumble in the jungle. Oh, but I love it, that you mentioned that. But it is. And he's protecting himself from being foreman. That's it. Is that he's going in there being the biggest the pound for pound goat he -hmm. is going in there as the goat just like and people thought foreman was gonna win Mm -hmm. and and then when he was getting his dope roped like he was he was like he was kind of winning like it it, kind of winning what am i saying muhammad ali just got punched for for 11 rounds yeah or and so like until he annihilated him. Yep. So like, I think they're setting up a massive Africa card that is big enough that the, that a huge majority of the people in the crowd of 150,000, yep. that is how big I'm thinking, uh-huh. bigger, not including the 500,000 outside of the venue. Yep. Is that the tickets will be insane. 5,000 for the nosebleeds. 
with the exception for the locals that are that are going to be there, which they're going to invite. So, OK, so I love everything you're saying. I want to have to make the-, the money. They have to make the money and yes. it'll be the biggest pay-per-view ever, ever, ever done uh, for MMA. Yes, for MMA. So. Is John Jones secretly ducking Francis? Is he afraid of Francis? The answer to that is a capital N no. Okay. John Jones is not afraid of anyone. John Jones is the very best fighter who's ever lived, and he knows it. That comes with a certain degree of confidence. Trust me, LeBron James is not laying awake at night trying to figure out how to beat Chris Paul. That's a that's a hyper-timed reference for anyone who's listening to this three weeks from the day we're recording it. But there is a level of greatness where, you, they, where certain people in different sports are not worried about their opponent. Doesn't mean John can't lose, but I promise you he is not ducking Francis. He's never ducked anyone. There's no evidence for it. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Hey, I don't I don't necessarily think he's ducking him for combat reasons if there's ducking involved. I think it would just be monetary and in terms of well, draw power. So John's not getting in the cage if the number's right. Not right. Yeah, right. and I don't think it would be Correct. with Derek unless Derek no. beats Francis. No, even if Derek Lewis isn't the draw. Because frankly, the reason that Francis, Francis is Gano, the draw. Yes. The reason Francis is the draw that he is, because Francis and Derek Lewis have comparable knockout power. Mm-hmm. Francis looks like somebody who the, the ancient Romans would have chiseled into a statue. And Derek Lewis looks like a guy who would either be in an MMA fight, a UFC title fight, a backyard brawl, or a bar fight. <laughs> and he doesn't care which, right? <laughs> is he getting paid? Because he's getting paid. So that to me is why Derek Lewis is not as big of a draw. Because if let's say you're not right. And, and, and I hate to burst your bubble. But I you're not. You're think, proving my point. I, but I don't think 150,000 people in Africa go to this fight. Oh, I do. Even with the world the way it is I, right okay, now? I would say. Well, I think that this fight would not happen this year. I think that this fight, sure. if it did, Maybe it would spring be December. Time next year. I would think spring yeah. next year. Okay. Um, and okay. I think that the arena itself would, you know, probably be a hundred. Yes, they use think, a soccer stadium. And I think for that sure, a yeah. good fifty thousand of those people come from out of out of the country. Definitely. And some I of them, and if know... they don't do it in Africa, they do it in Dubai. They don't I, do it in the sure. US. I don't I, see it in. Vegas. I can understand that. I can, I can, because 20,000 is not enough, is what you're saying. Nope. Well, so like Anthony Joshua has fought at Wembley a couple times in London and had about 120,000 there. Mm-hmm. The issue is, I don't know that MMA has the, the breadth, B R E A D T H, that's your word of the day, the breadth of a fan base. Mm-hmm. To have a draw like that, I do think the pay per view will sell more than any other. But I think I think they'd get that people. I think they'd get those people. I I hope that they do, and it wouldn't shock me. After and, seeing the footage of the Cameroonian people like reacting to Francis mm-hmm. becoming the champ, like people would travel days, sure, to go to sure. that fight, even if they don't have tickets. And that, is, that those are numbers I'm including. I'm okay, just saying, I mean, 
it, it would be huge. Yeah. Yeah, it will, it will be huge wherever it happens. <laughs> um, we don't... So the issue is even the biggest outdoor arenas in, you know, I think the biggest we have here is Dallas, where the Cowboys play. And I hey, and think, that was Canelo, right? 55,000? Uh-huh, I know, 70. 70. Um, the, uh, is it is it uh, Lambeau Field that can, can, there's a couple of college football stadiums that can get huh. up there. I think the new Rams Stadium, SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles can get, get pretty high up there, max capacity. So I wouldn't even be shocked to see it somewhere huh. like that. If it's not, if it is going to be stateside, it won't be at the hmm. T-Mobile arena because they, they can sell more than 18,000 tickets. Right. Yeah. Um, hey, that that's, one. that's an interesting idea I, to answer the question again, John's not ducking anyone, but yeah, he's not getting in the cage if the money's not right. And that doesn't mean he's ducking Francis. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm in. Good questions. Onward we have more. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> super it's not duper, Wednesday, but all right. Super duper handicapper scenario. Okay. Aaron versus Dominic. Okay. Considering Dominic trains Muay Thai and BJJ. Uh-huh. What advantages would Aaron need, if any, <laughs> to win this fight? <laughs> Inquiring minds must know <laughs> Mr. D. Mr. I, D and Mr. E. I don't know how to answer <laughs> that question because I don't even wanna I don't even want to think about it. You don't want to think about fighting your friend? No. What do okay. you think? Let's okay. Is it We're, just assumed that I would win? I, I don't. I don't know. I've never. I, I. I don't actually like fight. Fight. I just train. Okay, we are at a disadvantage here because the end of something about the other series, other super duper handicappers, is we have seen them fight, mm-hmm. so we know what kind of handicappers to apply, and we have not mm-hmm. seen each other fight. So I think the only thing we can do appropriately is say this is a heavy sparring MMA match. Okay, I would say first round would go poorly for me and end up with me being asleep from a choke most likely okay because i would not know how to avoid your takedowns i don't have experience wrestling okay you have uh you're three to four inches taller than me Mm -hmm. i think and you definitely would have a reach advantage Mm-hmm. so even with my jabs which are far more orthodox like super basic i like i am not good at extending so like okay. you'd take me down and choke me out that's how i'd see this fight well going. i need you to know something okay okay i need you to know something i'm gonna know something my head never stops moving so i don't care about your jab no i'm teasing <laughs> uh i yeah i mean here's the deal to the best of my knowledge, you have not done any jujitsu training. Is that correct? Correct. If I get you on the ground, you're going to have real trouble because you've never done any training. It's not that I'm super skilled. I'm not. Okay. But if I get a hold of you and you have no background or understanding of how it works, you, you're probably going to have a rough time. Okay. Well, I'm lucky because the first handicapper is right. that you ate Jack in the Box the night before and now you have diarrhea. That doesn't affect me at all. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Yeah. And it's disgusting. That's, a, that's actually a disadvantage Fuck. for you. <laughs> okay. Well, then 
you okay new handicapper for you then Uh uh-huh you have to be wearing cross-country skis yeah then then it's all you because here's the thing i have been training jujitsu for like six really Mm -hmm. you know here's the thing no i am not (laughs) i I don't want to misrepresent myself here because it actually is important to me okay i I train jujitsu when i'm coming off of an injury but when i to my head um, but when I'm healthy, I train jujitsu two, sometimes three times a week. I mix in live rolls one of those times where you're actually competing, not just drilling. Um, so I'm not good at jujitsu. I'm a white belt. I'm not close to getting up to blue belt. I'm still probably a year and a half away from that. Um, I've kicked around competing in a couple of months if I can get my my head to to where it needs to be to where I can get back and train um so I don't want to misrepresent myself at all <laughs> but I, I I have learned a lot in the time that I've been there so with someone who has no ability whatsoever or not, not no ability rather but no training or experience doing something like jujitsu yeah I think I think I could probably just any, anyone is gonna have you know I would go I would stay on your outside and I would learn calf kicks and and i would probably throw one at your head here and there and fall on my ass i guess my my point really though because (laughs) i've never really had someone try to kick me in the calves i don't know what i would do it because even in muay thai we don't we don't do a lot of calf kicks um more it's more body and like head kicks uh well, I wouldn't be the the jack in the box is not a hindrance for me. The skis, though, and and really the, where I'm going to have trouble in the super duper handicapper is any disadvantage. I'm a, I am immediate. Everything about everything I want to do changes. So <laughs> I, 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 I lose a lot of confidence. OK, really what I'm saying. OK, so let's do this. Let's do this, because I think this was fun is uh, in the super duper handicapper fight. This mm-hmm. this fight. I would probably beat you at round two if you had to wear cross-country skis. Cross-country skis. And I would do it by going after your legs, hoping yeah. you wouldn't catch one. Yeah, and I don't then I would go balance. after your head from time to time. And I yep. think eventually you'd just fall over and you wouldn't be able to get up because you're wearing cross-country skis. That is accurate. <laughs> so how about, could you, <laughs> no, or do we call it on that? Is that the, is that the uh, fight? Give, give me one more. I was going to say, what if I have advantages? Okay. No more disadvantages for you. Advantages for me. Yeah. So I have. Okay. Clean slate. Clean slate. We've already determined that I would lose to you. So here's my advantage this time. Uh huh. I've plaster of Paris, my wraps, and I have pepper all over my gloves. The pepper doesn't bother me. The, The plaster is an issue. Okay. How does the fight it go differently? Uh, my blocks um, would hurt the shit out of your hands. Yeah, and if you connect it, it it's a big problem. Who was the boxer that got caught doing that? Not just just years. Somebody years got ago caught so. doing yeah. that. Somebody got caught doing that against Tyson. Somebody got caught doing it against Ali. Somebody got caught against yeah. Frazier. It it happened somewhat recently. Who is that? I always forget this boxer's name. Yeah, it was there was one within maybe the last three years. I want to say caught. 10 years 
So you think that would cause enough of a problem for you if I put yeah, plaster on my yeah. rats? And Margarito in 2009. That's right. Against Shane okay, yeah, there. yeah, 12 years. Um, yeah, I, I do think that would cause. I do too. Uh, I, I mean, I haven't thrown in a long time, but if I had an adequate time to actually prepare, mm-hmm. I. I could throw hard enough with some plaster of Paris and well, and, and frankly, if we both put, but in, you could still take me down possibly, but if we both put in 12 week MMA camps, I would, I would have zero confidence in myself because I'm not very good at jujitsu. Oh. I, I, I've, I've had moments kind of like we were talking about. And, and when I say kind of like, I want to be very clear, nothing like at all, but kind <laughs> of like how we were talking about Max Holloway and striking and maybe something clicked for him. There have been moments in jujitsu where something has clicked for me. And then that was immediately taken away when someone more experienced got down there with me. So if, if we both had a 12 week camp, I have no idea. Yeah. And like I said, I don't want to find out. And it's not something I really think about. Hey, I don't either. And you know what? I think that this says something else, which is our, uh, the listener who posed this question now sees that we are actually that's right pretty evenly matched if and the importance of training (laughs) yep so yes we have we have a couple more questions let's do it i like that one uh this one also it looks like might pertain to something we talked about already uh with the recent announcement of rodriguez holloway in july and how dominant max looked uh i wanted to know your thoughts on what you think the betting line would be approaching fight week. And if you mm. need to put the approaching fight week and what you would need the line to be, to put a hundred on yeah years. <laughs> so this guy obviously think max is going to dominate. Yeah. Clearly. Okay. Okay. Oh, well, that was um, the question. I got to learn to read Dom. Go ahead. What do you think? Uh, I would put a hundred bucks on year on year. If he was plus two fifty or higher. You know what? Plus 250 is the number I had in mind, too. If it's too close to... He will have to get lucky to win. I like the... Yeah, definitely. I like the two and a half times payout. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and, you know, you mentioned luck. One of my jujitsu coaches says, we don't wish each other good luck. We wish each other good skill because we don't believe in luck. I don't think the line will be plus 250 for a year. It's not a big enough fight to get a line like that. Max is the public fighter. So I'm going to put him at minus 175 is where I think it's going to at least open with him as the favorite because people remember the performance. Vegas remembers the performance. He's the public fighter. So I'll, I'll put Yair right around the plus 150 mark. Are there odds yet? I want to look. There probably is. While you're looking at that, are you familiar with the the when I say public fighter or public team? You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. Fill me okay. in. Okay. So the public fighter or public team is the bigger name. It's your your casual sports fan who's in Vegas for the weekend. Oh, Ooh, I've heard shit. of Max Holloway. I'll bet on him. Does that make sense? Yeah. I've uh, your casual sports fan has probably heard of max holloway your casual sports fan has probably not heard of yair rodriguez so that's what i mean when i say public name the lakers are a public team the cowboys the green bay packers the new york yankees the big name stuff the dodgers yeah well dom we might have to go to vegas now Uh oh because 
they have Max at a minus 375 Whoa. and Rodriguez at plus 300. That is a that is not that is okay. That is a who is that Caesars bet. or or uh bet online? Okay. That to me is a good bet. I think that those odds are gonna shift. Plus 375 for plus, Yair. Plus 370 plus 300 for Yair. Okay. Minus 375 for Max. Hmm. But I mean that is not a very good bet for Max, but that is a hell of a good bet for Yair because that is some, he's the type of guy who can do that. We'll have to keep an eye on that one. I'm going to be in Vegas very soon that I might have to throw a futures bet on that. I might have to throw on, throw money your way. Is that illegal for me to even offer that? <laughs> no, not at all. Okay, cool. And that's, Ooh, I'm glad we didn't look up the lines before we talked about that. That is me too. That's that's mm. plus 300. Plus hmm. 300 plus three. That that's tasty. Next question. Uh, big fan of the podcast. Thank, Thank you. you, Ryan. It looks from Ryan. Ryan we're big fans of yours. We're big fans of yours. Come on the pretty neat podcast. Come on the pretty neat podcast <laughs> with the recent retirement of Paul Felder. Yeah. Who cares? And his transition to commentating. <laughs> he was already um, doing that. <laughs> how would you, how would you rank former current fighters turned commentators and which current fighters would make pro, uh, good uh, commentators in the future? So it's, if this is easy, it's Daniel Cormier one, uh, I think Bisping two. What do you like about Cormier as a commentator? Um, I kind of like everything about Cormier as a commentator. Uh, I know we are, we are not the I'm not the first to say it, but I think the chemistry he has with Anik and Rogan is really good. Um, he's he's just out of the game enough that he's still fought or interacted with everybody. Okay. Um, yeah. He can tell you. Oh, you know, he had a, a. We talked about it two weeks ago when Oliveira and Michael Chandler were fighting. DC said something like you don't want to let these jujitsu guys get started because once they get started, it's already too late. Mm-hmm. And it's that kind of insight that I, I think makes your yeah. casual fan, like pick up their phone and be like, what does he mean when he says that? And then you realize like, Oh, sure. that's a very serious, very dangerous place to be in to have a guy like Charles Oliveira pinned to your back. So <laughs> And granted, Ooh, then fair. maybe you can understand why what Michael Chandler was able to do to get out of that was so impressive, right? So, yeah, uh, I think DC, I think Dominic Cruz is pretty good. I actually think Paul Felder is good. Bisping is good. I, I think all the current ones are good. Yeah. For I'll go first for current fighters that I think would be good commentators. Holly Holm. Holly Holm would be. A good I think Holly Holm would be a good commentator. I think. Hey, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, well, Kamaru Usman, I think would be a fantastic commentator. Oh yes. He's really good. Yeah. He's very good. I think Cody Garbrandt would be a fantastic commentator. Yeah. I, I think it's, th- oh, oh, wonder boy for sure. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So let's, let's I'm going to go ahead and just start adding on to with you. Okay. Um, I'll say that DC is definitely one of my favorite commentators. I mm-hmm. prefer DC when he is with Rogan and Anik. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like listening to DC when he's with some of the other people who you named already. Okay. Like when he's with Cruz, they kind of, their banter doesn't work well. Um, so they know with, each other too well. Right? Yeah. That's probably all it is. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of 
Mike Bisping as a commentator, mm-hmm. his his humor's on point. I like the way he's you no know, nonsense with the way he explains things. He also likes to re-explain some of the more analytical detail that DC provides or yeah. Cruz provides sometimes. Uh-huh. You know, he might turn it around. Like, You're talking about a guy getting punched in the face. Like, like right. that was a right. shitty accent. But I liked um, it. So I like them. I think Mike Chiesa okay is one of the better analysts that is out there already okay. yeah he might be my top i think he is my top mike kiesa is my favorite mma commentator all right and i i pretty and i mean he's getting his groove in terms of charisma down but he's he's learning that skill just like a martial art too in my opinion i think he's okay. going to be a really great commentator in the future i think anthony smith is pretty good when they have oh, him on I the discussion table i forgot about anthony smith at the discussion table mm-hmm. really 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 concise with his points do you know what it is really i think and and this is maybe to your point with DC, but I think Bisping falls into this a little bit and Paul Felder for sure falls into this. The, the thing is someone like a John Jones, someone like an Amanda Nunes, even an Usman or an Adesanya, although Adesanya did commentate, I think on the Jake Paul Ben Askren fight, didn't he? Um, he fought, he commentated on one of those, those celebrity fights. The true greatness, like Michael Jordan would be a horrible commentator because he can't relate to what most fighters or or in Jordan's case, basketball players are going through. So what makes Paul Felder good is that he was never, well, I think he competed for a title and didn't win. Right. So he's, Mm -hmm. he's, he knows the amount of work and effort and training and dedication that it takes just to get there. And he had to work harder not that he is a harder worker, but he had to work harder relatively than even a guy like John Jones because he doesn't have the physical gifts, right? Yeah. So, so that you kind of want, and, and now Holly Holm, of course, has been a champion, right? Sort of decorated fighter, but I just think she just seems like someone who would be good at it. I don't know. I haven't heard her talk that much. Whereas someone, see, I think someone like Rose, probably not. And I also think Rose would have zero interest in doing it. Yeah, maybe a guy I, I like really liked Holly. Oh, um, see, I think Wonder Boy too would be Wonder Boy would be, be just really phenomenal. Wonder yeah. Boy is excellent. He looks great. Good yeah. charisma. Come on, he's 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 Wonder Boy. Probably will be a commentator. Mm-hmm. Carla Esparza. Okay, yeah, Carla Esparza would be a good comment commentator. Yep. Yeah. Damn, we're there's big, a lot of big Carla Esparza fans. By yeah, the there's a lot of big ones. That yeah. was the last question that okay. we had received in our mailbag, which, by the way, everybody, you can go to the prettyneatpodcast.com and hit the punching bag right in the middle of the website. It says mailbag on it. When you hit what that else punch- can you find on the prettyneatpodcast.com? You can find merch that we have too. We have merch. shirts and stickers and all that type of cool That's shit. Right. And it goes to support our incredibly addictive gambling habits and i gotta say i got a hundred bucks i need to go put on yair shit that's for damn sure we did get one other question okay um, but it was via text and it was uh more on the side and it was just whether or not we were going to be expanding to other platforms besides Mm -hmm. audio podcast and that being youtube if we're going to do videos or twitch if we're going to do stuff there and the answer is yeah we think those things are pretty neat. We probably will. We already have a YouTube. The podcasts are up there. 
Uh, you can go check those out. Just search for the Pretty Neat Podcast. And we do have a Twitch, and maybe we'll start putting some stuff up soon. Stay um, tuned so, for that. Yeah, we definitely want to talk to you guys. And um, that's a way we can do it. So, yeah, that was that was the mailbag this mm-hmm. time around. So if you ever have questions, head over to the prettyneatpodcast.com, click the mailbag, and then send us a question. Or you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, all those things. Let's wrap it up, if you don't mind. Do you Ooh. have any call-outs from uh, June 5th's fight night that you want to talk about? Any any highlights? You know what? I was going to say, we do have fights coming up to talk about. Okay, let's do it. Hey, well, well, you know what the headliner? Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. It's just, heavyweights are fun. Yeah, heavyweights are two, uh, main and co-main. Yeah, Marcin Tabura, Walt Harris. I love Walt. I want to see Walt win. Who doesn't love Walt Harris? You can't not love Walt. Yeah. The other fight I'm really interested in is Santiago Ponzinibbio and Miguel Beza. And the reason is Ponzinibbio had that ring rust failure when he came back. And he was on a tear before that. I mean, he was a fucking nightmare. He beat Magny. He beat Perry. He beat Gunnar Nelson. I mean, he beat everybody. So, yeah, I'm, I want to see what happens with him coming back. And he's fighting an undefeated prospect. So, I always love the undefeated prospect versus the sort of wily veteran. Yeah. And I mean, he's 27 and Ponzinibbio is 27 and four. Like, that is an amazing record. Mm-hmm. 26 and four. Oh, okay. But and then Miguel is 10 and 0. So that's going to be, that's, that's really the fight that I'm really, really excited about. Montana De La Rosa is always really fun. Alir Latifi's fun if he's hitting people. Yep. Uh, there's, this one just seems like it's going to be a fun card, but there's really no big names or big implications or. No, there's not. It's just a fun fight night. And it's nice because yeah. there's no other fights except for Tough, which is also coming back today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, today on ESPN Plus, we're definitely going to have opinions on that next week. I think we can have some fun conversations around that show mm-hmm. uh, while it while it's on its its run here. I, I don't think this is the most exciting fight night, but I do think it's. I mean, anytime you've got a, a Rosenstrike and a Walt Harris, and and even a Tabura or Sakai, I mean. Nobody doesn't like watching heavyweight fights, right? Let me use a double negative there. Nobody doesn't like doing that. So I'm here for it. And, and why not? You know, they're not asking for a pay-per-view fee for it. So, yeah. You know, I had one other thing actually to to step on my own, my own words. No. ESPN posted an article. I don't know if you saw this and Uh it's, it's headline is, Hey, MMA, it's time for a few changes. Now, uh, I'm going to quickly go through them with you and because we actually talked about some of this. So number one is judges to learn numbers other than 10 to nine. We disagree mm-hmm. or bring in judges familiar with the inside of a cage. We absolutely agree with that. Referees need to really enforce the rules. I feel like I've been saying this since the genesis right? of this show and I'm going to keep saying it. They tell them to let go, to not grab the cage before they go in. Eye pokes, groin strikes, all this crap. And we've seen a lot of this recently kind of slow fights down, right? Yeah. Number four, what's the score? Let fighters know where they stand. We agree. We agree. 
And make the belts mean something uh, is number five. I I think they do mean something. What are we talking about? Maybe stop giving away a, an interim, but you have to do it. Mm-hmm. And then number six here, this one says the fight we've all been waiting for. Don't make us wait so long. I'm pretty sure they're talking about Jones Francis. I think the <laughs> UFC is light years ahead of everybody else when it comes to getting fights to happen. So what do you think about that? <sighs> Repeat your question. Reword it. Do you think they need to do a better job of not making the fans wait so long? No. No, I just, I really think that they need to be a little bit clear in their lines of succession and the rankings. They need some help with the rankings and they need to really maybe almost go more bracket, more brackety. But I mean, yeah. you might get, you could find yourself in a position where everybody's just fighting each other over and over and over, which I mean, we're kind of already in, but. At the same time, we've been getting enough new blood. It's been mm-hmm. it's been good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but a lot of what the article's saying is stuff we already agreed on. I I don't necessarily agree with this, but I don't know if I disagree. We'd have to we'd have to break this down later. Um, basically, the the fighters need a union. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Speaking of these, next two are kind of tied together. A uh, friend of the show, Sam Alvey, talked about this. Uh, number eight is if you add more weight classes, you get more champions. And number nine is cut down on weight cuts. I sort of just surface level agreed with these two things. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I'm so used to there being 11 different belts for every three pounds in boxing. But <laughs> uh, Sam really kind of talked me off of that. What do you think? He did. He did kind of talk me off of that as well. I think maybe you could round it a little bit you could have a i don't know you could have a 75 uh because it goes from what 65 to 85 that seems like a jump i think every 10 no, it goes is better than it goes every 55 70 85 there's no 65 no okay so boxing has a 65 yeah there should be a 65 and a 75 55 add 65 it, 75 add, yeah 85 dude, do do your 55 lightweight and then do a 65 cruiserweight. Yeah, I don't really care do what you call 75 it. 75 welter. You could call 85 catch weight. Yeah, whatever. And I, then well, that's and then weight. maybe you Oh yeah, okay, fine. But then maybe you jump to 205, not 95. Yeah, I'd say skip 95 because and, that and under 200 that under 200, that that 85 to 200, that's where yeah. those 85ers are going to be after they cut that weight. And that yeah. would might be the only weight class you have issues in besides yep. 205. Now, I do. But you really... could put a capper on heavyweight at 225 and do super heavyweight. Um, 245. I disagree. Really? I think the two. Yeah, I think the 265 heavyweight is perfect. And in fact, Joe Rogan was just talking about this on a show the other day. You can't have a super heavyweight. One, they wouldn't have enough fighters. And two, it would be, it would just be weird. I, I think the heavyweight division. Yeah, is you fine. do go from like big to fat pretty quick. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, yeah. We're looking at you, Chris Barnett. And number <laughs> 10, I love this one. This is something that I wish more sports would do. European soccer has this completely figured out cross promotions hey yeah have some bellator on ufc that's champ, right one on that's the, right why not well that that does sort of sort of encroach on your 
admiration of the UFC's sole control, that would they would have to give some of that up. Uh, maybe, but ultimately, yeah, I I, I guess so. I don't know. I I admire the way they do it. And, and I love it, but I'm not saying it's the only way. So European but soccer. They would be giving up. Like they would be giving up. to. It's not whoever. to say they would lose fighters. They would probably just have to pay them. They would lose money. Why should they share with Bellator when they're no, going to bring in see, 90% no, of it? So, yes. And the, the Unless split, you put that in the contract. And the split would be 85, okay. 15 or 90, 10. And, okay. and the UFC knows that. And so does Bellator. But 10% of a big UFC card is 100% of a the biggest bellator card yeah so bellator yeah. <laughs> would do it and you know european soccer has this nailed man there are major major teams okay. in five six countries over there that have massive fan bases and and players move between them and it's hey it i'd works. love i'd love to see demetrius johnson fight davis and figueredo I think After that he would loses be awesome. to Brandon Moreno. <laughs> good point. I'd love to see him fight Brandon Moreno. Okay, good. <laughs> I like that. What do you want to say to to wrap to send us off? Well, I appreciate the mailbag questions. That Definitely. was a lot of fun, especially for a for a non fight week. Yeah, non fight week. We'll do that again, but send them in. We'll answer them when there's a couple to answer. That's right. The pretty neat podcast dot com. The pretty neat podcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, the pretty new podcast at gmail.com. Fun address to mail stuff too. Even right. memes. Send the memes. <laughs> send us out. You send us out. Go ahead. Biden Harris 2024. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, buddy. Love you too. <laughs> listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Yeah.